0: Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of a new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers. There is change in the air. Arise, my love my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Well, here we are in 2022, and it's been an interesting ride, to say the least. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to Fill the Lamp. The tree of life uh, we covered last time bears the nourishment that the bride of Christ needs to grow spiritually. Last week we talked about this tree and that it is not enough to just pass by the shadow of this tree, but that one must sit down under it. We must delight in or we must we want to grow in other words in this tree's shadow and put our entire confidence in the protection of it you see the 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 tree of life was in the garden of eden but the rebels adam and eve did not eat from it how could they miss it it was right there in front of them in their midst but it's the same today I would say, in 2022 with the church. The tree is right here with us, but it just doesn't appeal to man as to fulfill like the world does. They, Adam and Eve, hey, they were good people, so we think, and they made some wrong choices. They chose to eat from the cursed tree of knowledge and evil that God forbid them to even touch. The tree of knowledge, or better known as the world. It is still the option for mankind today. Oh, you might say that we have science, though. So here we are with the bride, eating and dining with her beloved. In Song of Songs, uh, chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, he is feeding and guiding and showing her that her protection and peace is his concern and desire for her. With all of this caring and affection, it's starting to soak into her heart. She starts to get a little too cozy and comfortable, you might say, like the church today. Grace seems to be enough, but there's much more beyond. So now the comfort zone is challenged with the bride. In chapter 2, verses 8 through 17, the bride, the Shulamite says, listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it's him coming to me, leaping with joy over mountains, skipping in love over the hills that separate us to come to me. She is obviously loving this, wouldn't you say? But what was that? That separate us? There is a lot more to this picture than what she, the bride, is assuming. Jesus is pictured as effortlessly skipping and leaping over mountains as working to fulfill the Great Commission. Oh, my. The mountains speak of the obstacles, human and demonic obstacles. Jesus has power over all of them. But you see, she is accustomed to eating and dining with the fruit he brings to the table, under the shade of the tree of life. She says, My beloved spoke, rise up, my love, and come away. There's the call to follow him. He's asking her to follow him and stay connected in ministry. But now in verse 17 She exposes herself by refusing his call to follow, by telling him to go on and do your thing, so to speak, on on the mountains without me. Here we find her painful compromise. It is due to her immaturity and fear, not so much rebellion. She fears that a total obedience, that total obedience thing, will be a little too difficult and costly. She loves him, but does not think she has the strength, maybe, to fully obey him. But there really is more to the story. Take a look at verse 15 as the Beloved is speaking. Verse 15, you must catch the troubling foxes, he says, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love. In other words, they're in the garden with us to ruin what I have planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them from me, he says, or we can do it together. So what are these little foxes? I think we know what is going on here. It is called sin. We've gotten a little too cozy with comfort and made some excuses as the bride. Now here we Go to the Shulamite in verse 16. She says, I know my lover is mine, and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me separation she's talking about. She's okay with that. She goes on to say, until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead like the graceful gazelle and skip like the young stag over the mountains of, here it is again, the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. Oh. Isn't this the way the church has stumbled and bumbled by not making disciples in these last days? Church buildings are crammed full of immature people and tares amongst the wheat, calling themselves followers of Christ. The excuses to not go as called— They have to stop. The foxes that the beloved is referring to are the sins of laziness and fellowship with the world. Shepherds are called to feed the lambs and sheep for the lambs and sheep's callings in the future. Feelings and fears about not being strong enough or knowledgeable in Scripture to answer the call— fall on leadership, and not their encouraging the lambs and the sheep. What do I mean by that? Well, all throughout the Bible, God uses people that don't have seminary or Bible education in college and teaching, and it's time for leadership to recognize giftings and talents that God sends to help with the ministry of doing his will. You see, the Great Commission is for all believers to use their giftings and talents in. Well, we'll close with this scripture from First Peter. I love it. First Peter 4.10. He says, Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God, multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited Favor. Oh, so here's a question for you. Have you fervently pursued your gifting that God has uniquely placed upon you? And if you haven't, why not? Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for all things that you do for us, you feed us, you protect us, you encourage us. Father God, I, I just lift up my listeners right now, wherever they're at, that they would absorb your word, that they would dive into your word and grow and to hunger and thirst for more of you. Your righteousness, Jesus. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray that my listeners would gain an appetite to grow more intimately intimately with you. Just as it's being shown to us in this fabulous book, The Song of Solomon. Father, I don't know where they're at right now, but I pray that they have the peace going through these days that we've been going through these last two years and heading into 2022. Father God, just be with them, protect them, bless them, encourage them to follow, to guide their generation as they grow. In Jesus's precious name. Amen. I look forward to next time. I'm Neil Parks. I'm Neil Parks.